Welcome to the Future Tech edition of the Finding Genius podcast. Forget frequently asked questions, forget common sense, common knowledge, or Googling for information. How about advice from a genius in their field instead? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do, but only 0.1% are the geniuses of their profession. Richard has made it his life's mission to interview the geniuses of their fields in areas such as AI, 3D printing, quantum computing, blockchain and Bitcoin, and more. Don't miss out on amazing podcasts with geniuses. Review us on iTunes or wherever you listen and go to futuretech.findinggeniuspodcast.com and subscribe today. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech and Finding Genius podcast series. I have uh, Charlie Hartwell. He's the operating partner of Bridge Builders Collaborative. And uh, Charlie's at home today. He has a dog around. So if he says something particularly interesting, for some reason, the dog tends to bark when he does that because it agrees. <laughs> so if we hear that, uh, that's what's going on. Just... <laughs> now that's, that's funny. Yeah, well, Charlie, thanks for coming. How are you doing? I'm great, Richard. Uh, g- glad to be on the show and uh, look forward to talking to you. Oh, good. Tell me about Bridge Builders. What's the premise of the uh, collaborative? So our collaborative is, uh, came together eight years ago to invest uh, to support the emergence of the mine training field. And uh, recently, we actually kind of made a shift, having invested in 12 companies in that field. Um, we are now investing in companies that are actually going sort of deeper uh, into the human experience, uh, whether that's mental wellness, social wellness, spiritual wellness. Um, we're a collaborative of seven investors. I'm the operating partner. Um, we operate as a, you know, as a collaborative group, not a fund. Uh, and... As I said, we've we've invested in twelve companies in that in that space over the last. Okay. Yeah, what is a? So you said a collaborative is different from a fund. How are they different? Uh, the a collaborative, when we make an investment, we sort of act like a fund would in the sense of like we have one voice into the company, but the partners each uh, invest individually in each round and each deal. So we're not making one decision. Each partner is making each decision. Uh, and on, on every company. So they get to invest in what is most interesting to them and they get to uh, invest however much they want in a particular company. Oh, so the companies that are the most exciting to everybody, you'll get everyone on board, but some of them you may have everyone for one round and a few people will drop off or come in later stages. Is that what happens? I think it's a little different than that. I think there are some companies where... Um, and most of our companies, everyone's an investor, but there may be a particular area of interest to one person where they say, wow, I, I really want to invest more in this company because I'm really interested, or they're sort of acting as a lead partner for our group and they might be on the, they might be the board member for the group. So it just, uh, uh, it, it, it depends on their, they all have a common interest and a common mission and vision, but different companies might get different different people more or less excited you don't have scenarios where like if mom says no i'll go ask dad in terms of investing no oh good okay i was just wondering it seems no. kind of like shark tank in a way you know the some of the particular sharks get interested in something and they you know then it's not exclusionary your model but you know it allows i guess for people that have a higher interest in a particular company to go in deeper and invest yeah i mean I, I don't think it's exactly the same but there are some commonalities i think it allows um 
for our investors, they're really interested in this space. And for each of them, um, they, they, could, they could probably make these kind of investments on their own if they wanted to, but they feel like coming together with a collaborative group actually allows them to make better investments since they're all doing this, but then it allows them to each do what, uh, what they want to do. So there's a lot of common, uh, you know, uh, common, um, they actually trust each other. To, you know, as we look at deals, they actually trust each other's experience um, to be able to say, well, I think this one, you know, whether it's strategy or uh, they, they, you know, coming together, they can be more collaborative than Shark Tank might be. But when you have all seven in on a project, who guides them? Do you pick, you know, do some people say, I just want to be passive, I'll put money in, but I'm not interested in the decision making. And then would there be one person elected? It's like, all right, on this one, I'm going to be the head liaison with the founders and all that and guide everything. Yeah, on all of them, I'm kind of the day-to-day lead person. Uh, on individual companies, uh, there may be... Uh, one of our partners may serve on the board of that company and kind of act as the, uh, as the voice for the whole collaborative. So um, in, in most cases, they're not all active. Uh, they're all available uh, to add value if, if requested, but, but on each deal I'm involved and sometimes one partner is kind of the lead for the, the collaborative on the board. Okay. And the companies you invest in, you said, I don't know if I can put this right, but <clears throat> they're companies where people can, I guess, reach into their own mind or work with their own mind and thoughts to improve themselves in some way. Like, is this meditation or is it, um, I don't know, some other kind of inner exploration? Like, how do you characterize what the companies that you work with do? Yeah, so that's a good question. We have had several companies that have been in sort of the mindfulness field. We were one of the first investors in a company called Headspace. Uh, we're investors in a company called Insight Timer uh, that are, you know, two of our companies that are focused, you know, on, on sort of the meditation space. We have a couple of companies that are focused on the digital therapeutic space. So how do you take uh, practices, you know, like mindfulness or positive psychology, cognitive behavioral therapy, and put that into an app, get it FDA approved, and it, it becomes like a drug? Um, you know, reimbursed at some point and, um, you know, treated using software to treat individual conditions. We have a, a platform that's kind of focused around helping people with addictions. Uh, we have a, a, a company that is fo- fo- focused on, it's a brain sensing headband called the Muse headband, uh, allows you to sort of interact with your brain waves and learn to train to get more uh, calm or focused. So we, you know, different kinds of mind training um, in our portfolio. Yeah, you work with a lot of the big names. I talked to Muse a long time ago, and I know Headspace, and yeah, that's great. <laughs> so what, what's um, I don't know, which of the projects that really fascinate you? Um, well, they all kind of fascinate me, but but two things that are that that fascinate me at the moment. Um, you know, one is this company Insight Timer, uh, and the reason why that's that's we made an investment in that about. Uh, in the last couple of years. And what's really interesting is as a meditation app, um, they, uh, they have 5,000 teachers from around the world teaching in 40 different languages, uh, very different spiritual traditions, um, or they can be scientists or, you know, or musicians. 
But that inter- that side of the marketplace uh, interacts with 12 million people that have downloaded the app. It's all been organic. They've never spent any any um, money on marketing. And what's fascinating for me about that is that every time uh, it is a free platform, there are 30,000 free meditations. But if you want, you can sign up for sort of special content. And when people do, then 50% of the revenue goes to the teachers. So what's fascinating about it for me is that it's a way to support the whole movement uh, around mindfulness and support the teachers around the world that are leading it. That's cool. It's called Insight Timer. Insight Timer, yeah. Is it for uh, I Store, or iOS, and uh, Android, or yeah, just one? Correct. Yeah. Oh, good. Huh. So it's um, many different meditations from different faiths. Is that what it's yeah. about, or does it go beyond yeah, that? Spiritual traditions, uh, but also you know you can just find music uh, if you if that helps you with your meditation. There are many different musicians. If you really want just to, you know, to help with sleep, um, they have sleep meditations. So they don't always have to be spiritual. They can just be um, more secular meditations addressing, you know, individual sort of conditions, you know, like sleep. Hmm, Interesting. Okay. Uh, Any other companies, you know, beyond, uh, well, you spoke about them, beyond meditations, any other ones that uh, you think are going to be particularly useful or interesting? you want to talk about well there's a lot that are actually particular that are that are helping a lot of people i mean we have a a company called uh happify which is being used it's sort of gamified the science of mindfulness cognitive behavioral therapy positive psychology it's being used globally at companies like uh, you know google and twitter uh it's being used by insurance companies and now uh, it is actually, you know, starting to partner on individual conditions with pharmaceutical companies. Um, so I think that's really interesting. One one that is intriguing to me personally is one called Fabric F A B R I Q. Um, this is a this is a relatively new um, launch within a, an existing company that we have, but it's all about how do you become more intentional in your social wellness or your uh, relationships. And what's interesting to me is that in using this app, which I actually use uh, maybe two or three times a week, you get to define who are the people that you want to make sure you're connected with and then set the intention of how often do I want to make sure that I reach out to that person. Um, And I've just found that it's really helped me to kind of figure out like who's my tribe and who do I want to stay connected to and then be much more intentional about it. What would be an example of that? What do you mean? Well, so, you know, so I, so I get to, on this app, there are, you know, up to 50 people that I can put on the app. Uh, I do it based on circles. So I have an immediate circle that's really my family and then sort of a second tier circle and a third tier circle. And I put all the people in there. I choose who gets into that. Um, Sometimes I take people out because I haven't connected with them in a while. And I, you know, and I'm not, and I'm not finding that if I reach out to them that they're reaching back. And so it really allows me to kind of keep track of my social relationships in a way that I haven't been able to before. And I think it's uh, um, that as I reach out to people as well, when I say I want to talk to somebody, you know, within a month, if, if I haven't talked to that person in a month, at the end of the month, I can choose just to reach out to them. Think, you know, sometimes that would be three or four months before and I wouldn't even know it. Now I know it. And, and the appreciation on the other end for staying in touch like that, I've found to be great. So, I, you know, from a, 
we are trying, I've looked at a lot of different companies in sort of the social wellness or relationship space. We kind of feel as though as a, as a group that there is a crisis of loneliness um, and that social connection is going to become, you know, something that is, that we need to solve as a society. So this is one tool to do that. Oh, so like if you, if uh, it reminds you, if you haven't talked to Bob in a month and you should contact him, for instance. Correct. Yep. Okay. I guess it's like a new version of the don't forget to call your mother type thing. <laughs> yeah, but it also, you know, I think it, it's not just it's not just about that. You can then you can then write things like if you talk to Bob uh, and you and Bob tells you that, you know, that his aunt is having surgery in three weeks. You can put a specific note in to say, you know what, in three weeks, reach back out to him just to mm. you know, just to just to be able to make that connection because you might forget that on your own. Uh, and so you, you know, you can track people, um, you know, you can, you can, if you want to, you can kind of record what's important and going on in the relationship. So I, I just found it, uh, for me, it's a great tool. Yeah, that's cool. Is this used, uh, just personally, or is it also used in, um, you know, for corporate type stuff? Let's say you're, you know, you want to develop partnerships in an industry and you're speaking to a hundred different players and you want to be reminded when to contact them, who you spoke to what about, would it be useful there? Oh, absolutely. It's so funny when I, when I told my daughter about this over the holidays, um, she works at Deloitte and, uh, she's like, I, I don't need that for my personal friends, but I really would like to use that for my, you know, for my, uh, for my work connections. <laughs> so, so yeah, the platform, you know, right now it's in beta and it's pretty much in personal relationships, but their, their intention is to extend it to, um, you know, to work relationships. Okay. Very interesting. Um, of the, um, you know, the muse mindfulness type apps, any that are taking a different angle than to what's out there right now that, uh, that are interesting or unusual, maybe it's unproven or untested, just very different. Um, I, I you know there's so many different mindfulness apps of the ones, you know, the ones we've invested in, they're all, they're all unique. So, so the muse is unique in the sense that you get biofeedback from it. You know, you actually can interact with brainwaves. Um, I think, you know, a company like Headspace, uh, is a really great tool uh, for beginners in mindfulness. Um, basically, you know, it has one voice on the platform, although I think there's a second voice uh, now, but it's been, you know, Andy Puttacombe, who's been uh, uh, teaching many, you know, millions of people around the world to meditate. That tends to work for people in early stages. Um, if For people to get more serious about the practice, um, Insight Timer is one that, you know, people tend to use frequently and often as they, as they, you know, sort of get deeper in their practice. Uh, we have a company called eMindful, which is live online mindfulness training uh, sold into corporations and insurance companies. Uh, and then we have ones like, you know, like Happify, which has meditation as part of a broader platform uh, that is really about, um, you know, helping about, about not just about like meditating, but about using software in a way that helps a particular condition. And actually, you know, what they're finding is that, you know, you prescribe, so use, you know, use it, use it three times a week for 10 minutes a day for anxiety and depression. For instance, I'm not saying that's the recommendation, but I'm saying it's like that. And um, they don't want you to be using it more than that. It's just used to improve whatever the condition, you know, is that you have. So they're, they're just starting, um, you know, they're working with, um, 
with pharma and with insurance companies to help with specific conditions. Not, not only, you know, not only mental conditions, but for people who have physical conditions, a lot of our conditions today are caused by, you know, stress and anxiety. And if software can help us to software has actually created probably some of that stress, but if software can be used to alleviate some of that, it will help people with physical conditions. Oh, any conditions that uh, of note that, would it be surprising that you could help with an app like that? Um, yeah, there, there, there are a lot of conditions that they have been, you know, working on people, you know, people with first time heart attacks, people with MS, mm-hmm. uh, people with, um, you know, with, uh, high, with high levels of anxiety and depression for people. What they have found uh, at Happify is that for people who have, say level one, level two, level three uh, stages of anxiety and depression, they probably don't, the, the most severe cases, you know, you need a, an individual therapist to, uh, to help with that. But for other chronic conditions, they've found that in many cases, they can reduce the level of stress in a matter of weeks uh, with this sort of specific uh, prescription uh, of, you know, of time on the platform. Oh, that's great. Well. Wow. So do you think that uh, mental health may become more of a, I don't know, a self-serve market that people, you know, use at all stages, especially early on? I, I hope so. I think, um, I think that it's absolutely, you know, something that um, people are thinking more about these days. But for years, we have been prioritizing physical health uh, and and not paying attention to mental health. And so I think as a society, we have, you know, multiple crises because we're not focused on mental health. And I, I now believe there are, you know, thousands upon thousands of startups that are finally beginning to prioritize mental health. I think we're at early stages. Um, I mean, laws have been passed to support mental health, uh, but we're still early from the perspective, like insurance companies aren't always reimbursing for mental conditions, or they're not doing it the same way they do it for physical conditions. So my sense is that we're at, you know, early stages of a groundswell um, around mental health, because the problems in our society, you know, around it are really significant and severe. And so there's a lot of innovation happening in that field. Yeah. Well, very good. Any, um, I don't know, any technologies coming out soon? I don't know if you can talk about them or not, but anything really groundbreaking you're seeing that's coming? Or, you know, is there an overall trend in this industry? Where is it going? Um, well, things that we're looking at um, as, you know, as sort of next phases in this. Um, one thing is we're spending a lot of time looking at the psychedelics um, space. Research is proving uh, that psychedelics actually research proved it 40 years ago, but then we sort of went away from that. But, but the psychedelics, if used with therapy, uh, with, you know, with a trained therapist can have remarkably fast and effective benefits for, you know, veterans with PTSD or traumatic brain injuries or severe trauma, you know, in, in other patients, um, it, uh, for anxiety and depression, um, there are, you know, studies going on at leading universities around this, and it's likely that, you know, over some period of time, I don't know when, um, that, you know, some of these 
psychedelics will be proved by the FDA uh, to be, you know, treated in a therapeutic setting. And our perspective is that we're really interested in how can we support that movement um, because we research is indicating it really is one of the most effective and, you know, and quick remedies uh, to help people, you know, with those conditions. So that's one thing that's interesting. Another, another thing that's kind of interesting to me at the moment is looking at the alternative practitioner marketplace. Um, there are many alternative, you know, non-Western type of practices. There are now, uh, you know, two and a half million practitioners of multiple types of practices. How do we support the development of that field to help it become more mainstream in a sort of similar way, like we supported mindfulness to become mainstream? So we're, I mean, that kind of, for us, those are two, you know, two things that are interesting. And then, as I said before, we're really focused on how do we improve social wellness as a, you know, sort of a, as a category and how do we help people improve having uh, better uh, human relationships and actually, you know, being able to connect more with other people. Has anyone thought about, uh, I mean, I don't know, I would think marijuana would have some uh, beneficial effects to help relax people make them feel better. Is anyone looking at all into the space of uh, not just psychedelics, but marijuana and meditation or mindfulness, any of these things? No, I, I mean, I don't know as much about that space. We haven't looked at the marijuana space. I mean, it uh, on its own, it's certainly you know, burgeoning and massive companies are being built uh, around it. I haven't really seen it as much uh, in, in, in studies, you know, related to mindfulness. So I don't know how to answer your question. I could, I could see that definitely there, there could be, I just haven't seen the, I haven't seen the science around that. Yeah, it's weird. I guess uh, maybe it'll come to pass. Maybe not. It's just kind of strange. Yeah. Uh, And that doesn't mean that there isn't science. I just haven't seen it. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. So what's, uh, what's the best way for people to, uh, to find out more and to look at the companies that you're investing in and you know, to ask questions? How can they get in touch? Yeah, so um, I, we have a website, which is bbcollaborative.com. Uh, that's B, the letter B, letter B, and then collaborative.com. Uh, I'm also, um, I, have a, I have a page, you know, I'm on LinkedIn and I, I write Medium articles. Um, and, you know, those are just at uh, Charlie Hartwell. Uh, so that's probably the best way. Okay. Well, very good. Well, Charlie, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thank you. Well, thank you, Richard. I appreciate it. Have a great day. You've been listening to the Future Tech Edition of the Finding Genius Podcast. This podcast is information only. No advice of any kind is being given. Any action you take or don't take as a result of listening is your sole responsibility. Consult professionals when advice is needed. Review us on iTunes or wherever you listen and subscribe today by going to futuretech.findinggeniuspodcast.com.